0: Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace Show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan.
1: We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you.
0: We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics.
1: Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan, and I'm with Sean Bull. Sean, how are you, and who
0: do we have on today? I'm great, and I love having these conversations with you, with some of the most fascinating people who aren't always, you know, sharing their stories, and that's one of the reasons why we do this show is because there's people who are doing really powerful things, and when you hear their stories, it gives you faith for what God could do. Our next guest, Angela Cannon, is one of those people, and she yeah. is the founder and chairwoman of Kingdom Connection, a privately invite-only network of Kingdom collaborators with some incredible people. I've met a few of them behind the scenes, and I'm like, Yes, you're in the kingdom, you're saved, you're doing this. And then she's also uh, author of a book that's coming out this year called 60% Brave. She's a general contractor and owner of Unfazed Construction. She's also the first female owner of KHS Contractors, the second largest specialty contractor in the United States, according to ENR Magazine, and listed in the top 10 for the last 20 years. She's retired as Senior Vice President in 2022 after 20 years of building notable projects such as Star Wars Land and Disney Hotel. I love this. Harry Potter, Universal, Baja Mar Resort in Bahamas. I mean, come on, this is our people. She's co-founder of Trier Labs, a nutritional supplement company with a focus on anti-aging. This keeps going on. She has so many projects. She was also a fireman for a season Uh, I think her story, like her history and what she's done both through her career because of God, but also some of the powerful choices she's just made to say yes to God in ways that not many people have said yes So They haven't had the fruit she's had. This is going to help you today. So up next is Angela Cannon. Bob, you and I are passionate about people in the marketplace being equipped to hear God's voice. And so we put together a book. Tell us about it.
1: It's called Wired to Hear. And 99% of us are out in the marketplace. We're not in the professional vocational ministry. And this book is for you if you want to learn how to hear God in the marketplace.
0: And it's very practical, but it's also very in-depth and spiritual with actionable steps, great chapters about defining your process when you're trying to hear God's voice. And I just think with the expertise of my coaching and Bob's long-term career and advice giving you're going to feel the both of us together something synergized that's really beautiful and it's just for you get wired to hear at bullsministries.com and you're also going to get a free teaching series only available if you buy it from us at bullsministries.com with business leaders just like you who are sharing their process of hearing God's voice how they are wired to hear and it's going to so help you as Bob and I navigate these conversations they're going to bring the book home into your everyday practice get your book today
1: Welcome back. We're here with Angela Cannon. Angela, welcome. We're so glad
0: to have you.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm a huge fan of both of you. So it's good to be on.
0: Well, I'm glad we've connected in the past. And I just, the level of accomplishments on your life your resume, <laughs> I feel like uh, I look at my own and I go, have hmm. I even lived yet? <laughs> you've done so many. So like you've lived like dog years because you've lived several mm-hmm. lives, it feels like, which is really cool. But we get to talk to you about your relationship with God and how. His his work in your life has actually affected your career path and it's caused opportunities to happen that you would have never gotten into without him. And that's what our, I think our audience loves, these kinds of stories, because they're looking for their career, their entrepreneurship, their life, the difference when God's in it and what how that forms and shapes that. And when he's not in it, there's a lot of people who are nominal Christians who are like, you know, I have God in my life, but not much is happening. It's different because they don't have that connection and you have that connection. So talk about just... When was God leading your career? When did God start this? When did you feel like that partnership to His will over your life? And was it always there?
2: No, it wasn't always there. And I would say in when I was 19, I was saved. And so I was raised in the church. I had that religious, uh, fear-based mindset. Yeah. You know, I think I prayed the salvation prayer every Sunday because I was pretty sure it (laughs) had not worked. and Then I um, got radically saved when I was 19 and it wasn't, um, it was because I hit my knees. It was many times in my life. I had told the Lord, if you save me from this, I will give you my life. And I didn't. And so I was in a life changing car accident because Mm. he knew in order to get my attention, he really had to get my attention. And so I was saved at 19, but it wasn't until 2004 that he started interacting in my workplace, or I, I invited him to interact in
0: my workplace. Talk about that. Like, tell us the actual story, because I think a lot of times people, like you see it in business books, you know, Kingdom Marketplace stuff, people are like, I, I, I hit the floor, I hit the knees, but we don't really know. What is the story? What is that like? Because you had a successful career already. And then all of a sudden, why, did, why, did, why was it important to include God this way? Or how, what was the change?
2: Sure. Well, I'll back up and say that he was, already in her, he was already working in the background of my career, even when I hadn't invited him into that space in my life. Wow. And wow. so an example of that was when I was pregnant with my first child, Faith. I was laid off by my current employer at that time, which was in the construction industry. And because I was pregnant, I made the assumption that I wouldn't be hired, and so I was on unemployment. And a when you're on unemployment, you have to show that you've tried to get employment three times a week. And so I took the construction blue book, which is these <laughs> big books. I don't know if you remember they used to uh, I hand do. them out, and it's like
0: Bob this, does especially.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and background. I would I would walk down to my um, apartment complex fax machine and I would open the book and I'd point and I would fax my resume to three construction companies a week. And I would just record who I sent it to so I'd have that record if it was ever audited. And that was it. Well, I was eight months pregnant and I get a call from khs Contractors, <laughs> which is the company that I made my career with and was with 20 years. But I get a call from them saying, We would, we are not hiring, is what they said, but we looked at your resume and because you have estimating and administrative assistant, we want to merge your skills together. We want to create a spot. Can you come in? And so I said, Yes. And then I called him back about 30 minutes later and I said, I'm eight months pregnant. I would love the job, but I don't I want to give you an out because I don't want to walk through the door and you try to unravel yourself from (laughs) this decision. And he said, not a problem. Come in. And um, that is how I started my real career in construction. Prior to that, it had been a very temporary position because I had gotten into it when I was putting myself through school. So I would go Mm -hmm. to school at night. I would do construction during the day. And so it was never meant in my mind, that's not where I was going to end up in God's mind. He already knew he created me to be a builder. So So, that's the first intersection.
1: As an estimator, that means you're super detail oriented, Mm -hmm. but as I know you and talk to you, I hear that you're very personable Mm -hmm. and obviously somehow you went from estimating being very focused and detail oriented into being a people person, how did that sort of transformation take place? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Well, it was between mentors and the Lord. So sometimes mentors are people in your life that you actually get to connect with. And sometimes it's books and, you know, people that you, I mean, even what you guys are doing, I learn a lot now from YouTube and the different people Mm -hmm. who are willing to put their stories, both of you. I mean, it's, we glean from wherever we can find people. And sometimes they are, you know, real life there. We have access to them and other times we have to locate them um, in books. And so there was a book that changed my life. It was called Habitudes and I can't think of the author right now, but it pretty much taught you how to deal with people, how to treat them with dignity and respect Wow. And also, how to be um you know financially uh, have financial integrity in that because there as you know, there's a balance between the two. if you bless people a thousand percent and you're not paying attention to the finances, you can't keep the door open to continue to bless people so there's a discipleship or a parenting to that, and so it was really mostly through authors and I had about three really amazing mentors throughout my career that I was able to call and pull from.
0: Well, so let's go back to a little bit about when God, when you had that moment, because you it sounds like a pretty defined season of time when God began to lead you. Okay. That wasn't just like the serendipitous because you're a Christian and because God has a call in your life, but where you start to really partner to that call. You start to really partner to that place. Tell us about that transition.
2: Yeah, I was in construction, and then I, I was running at the time. I ran a couple marathons, so I'd go out, and I'd run at night for about an hour. Just and a couple I, Just a couple, just a few. It was, that was on accident, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one runs on accident. I don't believe you, but keep going. Maybe she,
2: <laughs> got,
0: maybe she got
1: dropped off 26.2 miles away from her house. No That's right. a very good point. <laughs>
0: exactly. And then ran the marathon for Disney. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was running, and my very close friend was a firefighter. And I'd, I'd never truly had the true interest in firefighting, but I do like a physical challenge. And so I had already put myself through EMT school on the side because I was bored. And then I had my first daughter. And after that, I was running, and I just heard the Lord say, Go to fire standards, become a firefighter. Mm-hmm. And I thought, is that me saying that? Because that sounds like something I would want to do, but it doesn't sound like a directive that came from me. And I just continued to press in with the Lord. And he just kept saying, become a firefighter, become a firefighter. So I signed up for fire standards. And it's so funny because my dad who had said, you can do anything you want to do. When I told him I was going to become a firefighter, he said, don't do it. I was like, but dad, you said, and he's like, but I didn't mean that. And my husband wasn't in support of it. It was like, and I know that we shouldn't, you know, do anything that we're not in agreement with. He was, he was in support of me going through school, but you could feel that pushback. But the Lord was so clear that that was my next step. And at the time in construction, I didn't have a very secure position. There were a lot of things happening in the industry. And so, I went through standards and I waited for fire standards and I waited for instruction. And at that time, my company merged offices. And so my position became even more squeezed Mm -hmm. and, um, my instructors at fire standards were trying to recruit me because they are always looking for females who are willing to work very hard. And so and you'll laugh at this, that my nickname in fire standards was Seabiscuit because <laughs> apparently I was, I was the horse you would have never bet on, but uh, that won the race. And wow.
0: That's
1: wild. Fine. that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. And so I was at the fire department for three years, had an amazing career and um, really felt like I got to step into an area where women didn't have a very good reputation And so I got to go into that space and really create a different type of reputation for females in the fire department. And you also get invited into people's houses in the worst time in their life. Mm -hmm. Nobody calls 911 on a good day. And so there was a very um, specific thing the Lord would have me do there, whether it's just, you know, praying in quiet or um, providing some dignity to maybe Somebody who's not being provided dignity. And so I was there for three years, and then the Lord said, Get out of the fire department. <laughs> I was like, Why? I'm so confused. What happened? And so my boss at KHSNS had always said, We know you love the fire department, but if you ever come back or if you ever leave there, will you call us first? And the Lord knew that I had to step away from that position. I had to learn how to assess situations. I had to learn how to have a different stature of leadership in order to step back into the role that he had prepared for me. And I could not have learned that education anywhere else. Hmm. It's very paramilitary. It's very disciplined. You create a level of hardness and also ability to focus on what's important as opposed to what people are screaming about. Right. And so Although it didn't make sense at the time, it was a three-year stint, God knew it was exactly what I needed to step back into what He had for me for the next 17 years.
1: Well, before we transition to the next part of your career, you've said this a few times. You've talked about how the Lord spoke to you. How do you hear the Lord is the first part of the question. And then talk to us and our listeners and viewers about what it's like being a woman in the construction business and in, in
0: <laughs> the fire department. Yeah, you're a very feminine woman, and yet you picked very careers mm-hmm. that not all always are dominated by women. So it's sure. really cool that yeah. you're yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, thank you,
0: thank you, definitely, thank you.
2: Hmm. How I hear from the Lord? So I've never heard the audible voice, right. which I'd be very great if the Lord ever wants to give that voice to me. But it's a, it's a, it's a knowing in my spirit, mm-hmm. and it's usually repetitive. So it's, I don't have to guess or wonder. It's usually a lot smarter than anything I would ever right. say.
1: And so
2: it's like, wow, that wasn't
1: me. Yep.
2: And most of the time it's very fresh. And so it's not like a, just a, just a continuance of your thoughts. And a lot of times it's bold, but what I've found is I can ask him over and over again, Hey, can you confirm this? Hey, this is a big decision. It affects my whole family. I trust you, but I just want to make sure I heard you right so that I'm not making a decision based on a situation or an emotion or something that's not for you. And so it doesn't insult him when we say, Hey, can you say that again? Or can you confirm? Because he Mm -hmm. wants us to converse with him. He's a good, good father. And a good father is so willing to have the conversation with you as many times to make sure you understand, you feel comfortable. And so that's how he speaks to me. And honestly, prayer, you guys know that scripture. And then it's, it's the Holy spirit. I mean, he, if you invite him into places, any place, every place, he will speak to you, but he is a gentleman. So you have to invite him in. uh, So it's, it's pretty amazing. It's changed my life and it's changed my children's life and everybody around me.
0: Okay. Second question is about just being a woman in the industries you've chosen. Like yeah. talk to us about that. Has that been a challenge or has it been just a graceful gift? It's a superpower.
2: It really <laughs> is. So yeah, yeah I, I appreciate you commenting, you know, that I have that feminine space, but I didn't always have it. And I chose to not have it because I was in those careers. I chose to dress very masculine and not distracting because I wanted the best mentors. And I also did not want to disrespect my marriage and anyone else's marriage. And so that would be, you know, probably baggy clothes, you know, button up shirts in a very, because I didn't want to disrespect people, even mentally, because, you know, people's minds can can drift, and I I never wanted to do that to anyone. So, I loved both careers, and because I think women can bring something to a masculine-based workforce that men can't see, we are we're not inside the box. So there's a different, um, it's just a different perspective in a viewpoint. An example of that was we were awarded the largest single phase project in the Bahamas in 2012. Wow. The client was mostly Chinese. The auditors were British and this was a bohemian project. So you've got all these different things happening. I was invited to go to the meeting. I went down there. There's on our side, there was five men myself on the other side of the table. There were 18 men, 18, you know, men Mm -hmm. for this company. And everybody's kept talking about money. Like I would hear this exchange. It was finances. No, if you can get to this price, if you can get to this price, this back and forth. But what they didn't hear was I kept hearing them say safety. They, they wanted to make sure this was a safe project and making sure that it came through on time. Mm -hmm. So even though the talking points were finances, because that's what we all gravitate towards. We assume it's a money thing what they really wanted to know is we were going to assure that it was a safe project and we were going to assure no matter what it got there on time. And we were really good in the industry, probably the best in the industry at doing those two things. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to not jump in, but give the person in the lead those two insights. And then we got the project immediately because I was hearing something that nobody else was paying attention to. Right. I love that. Yeah. And that, and so, and the other part of it was in negotiation, they would, I would get, sent in to negotiate, I would also get sent the person who needed to be relieved of their position at our company. So the negotiating part, it was, I could walk in and there'd be no ego. There's no ego. It's very disarming. I can listen to you. I'm great with us both winning. Sometimes a man walks into another man and it's, there's already this, this separation between, I don't know if it's, God created you that way. So it is an absolute gift. However, it's wonderful to have that brought down because in negotiations of contract, there's a way for everybody to win. Yes. And so I would get sent in almost inevitably on every contract that was difficult. Wow! Um, so, and then they would also send me the people who needed to be fired, um, and I would say, "Okay, you just sent me, you know, somebody. Is this? Are we? Are we trying to figure out if?" this person is a good fit for the company still, or are you wanting me to make the decision you don't want to say? And it would be a mixture of the two. But what I found is when you talk to people with dignity and you honor them, everybody who's not supposed to be at your company will leave gracefully and they'll thank you for it. If you can treat them with dignity.
0: And respect. yeah, it's so good. Wow. Well, just in the context of your story, where are you now? Talk about what you're working on now, because you've had this history, and it's culminated. Bob and I had this book called Wired to Hear, and one of the things we talk about is God's process and how He leads us to places we would have never seen ourselves going, because He has dreams we don't even know how to dream yet. And it feels like, just knowing some of your friends and some of the things you're working on now, I, it feels like you've been led into a place that you couldn't have projected that trajectory because of God. So talk about the now.
2: In and- In 2020, after everything was shut down um, in June of 2020, um, I was doing my quiet time. And that's something that people need to understand. You have to spend time with the Lord every morning. It's not once a week. If you're not, you are so behind in what the Lord wants to speak to you and your family the success that I've had in the career opportunities I've had, the boards I get to sit on are because of the time I spend with the Lord. And it is like, that is a non-negotiable. So when my children were little, I have three, I would get up at four in the morning and people say, Oh, how can you do that? Well, I didn't watch TV at the time, you know? So that was what was a priority. Now that they're older, I get up at, you know, six or so, but whatever you have to do to have time with the Lord, it will change the rest of your day. Like it is, it has to be a non-negotiable and it's, and it's fun. That's the time you get to process and hear. And really all of these changes that I've made have come from times in the morning before the house got loud. And so, yeah, I'll say that. But in 2020, I was doing my quiet time and the Lord said, um, go ahead and put your investment accounts on your phone And I will tell you when to take your money out of the worldly market. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know there was an unworldly market. And I had never checked my investment accounts. It was a statement I received. And I assumed upon retirement, that would be just a component of what I would have. And so I had to create online accounts. And I started checking my balance kind of wondering if like maybe one day it was going to be astronomically high and the God was going to go, Hey, here's your wealth transfer, pull it out. Um, but he didn't, but he was preparing my heart to jump into some digital currency things. Mm-hmm. And when that opportunity came, he said, okay, this is what I want this. I mean, I was already listening. So that's cool. an example
0: mm-hmm.
2: of one of the things that I've been able to get into and you know, with all that's happened in the digital security and the crypto markets and such, and people have such fear around it. I don't have any fear because everything I have is the Lord's. And he told me to put the money there. So regardless, I was obedient to what he said, you know, and so, and that's one thing too, with finances, if you, if you hold your hands open, he can put money in, he can take it out because it's his, If you hold your hands like this and you can hardly pull anything out and put anything in, then you're limited to what you could do with your own capacity. And that's not how he created us. Like it is the most amazing thing to be able to be his hands and feet, especially in the financial realm, because there are so many things you can solve with finances. God wants to solve those things. He just needs people who will be vessels of solving those things so if you can listen and just be obedient and allow him to utilize you it's it's pretty amazing so you ask the question what am I doing now um, I am living my dream earlier this year in June the Lord told me to jump 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 and so um, Nancy vu and I are friends and I shared that with her I said I keep hearing jump 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 and you I'm know Nancy,
0: our listeners may not know Nancy but she's been on the okay show. So she is a fashion designer, a product designer, and also it helps people develop their leadership. And that's part of what you're doing too. And so she's, um, she's been featured in fashion week and Mademoiselle and all these magazines Vogue, but she's also a kingdom minded person. And so you have become actually, I mean, she introduced me to you because she loves you so much. You become like one of her closest friends. And so I just wanted to give our audience context because sometimes they won't know a name that we bring up, but keep, keep talking.
2: And I always assume everybody knows her. <laughs> I know, she's so,
0: because she's a before and after person. When you meet her, you yeah. never forget her. We had her on the show, I think, in
1: season one. Uh, so our listeners can go find it if they'd yeah. like to hear her. She was amazing.
2: She's incredible. So I was still sitting in my office and she goes, Will you do something prophetic with me? And I said, Oh boy. I said, Yes, I will. And she goes, Stand up. We're going to jump together at the count of three. So, you know, I shut my door. I guess I didn't have to. And sure enough, at the count of three, we each prophetically jumped, you know. And so where I'm at now is what God created me to do, at least in this season. And what that is, is connecting kingdom resources, whether it's finances, whether it's just people who are essentially Doing the same thing but alone, connecting those resources so that we can do what God's created us to do, um, and so I get to be involved in Christian mental health. I get to be involved in fashion. I never saw no. that, you know, coming. Get to be involved in nutrition in the digital financial market, and um, I think that's it right now. And I'm writing um, my first book, which was really exciting because a lot of times when people meet me now they make the assumption i've always had and they make the assumption that that the lifestyle i have now meaning you know I, i'm only working 20 or so hours a week and i'm doing what i love that's what it looks like to get successful and that's not the truth so the story that i'm or the book that i'm writing is called 60% brave and it's just a story of you know, my upbringing from, you know, being orphaned and so having to deal with that rejection spirit to, you know, really being cast out in a lot of situations, going through some trauma as a teenager that the Lord just had to heal. And so what I love about it and the reason, the only reason I decided to write it is because I found that our testimonies change people's lives yeah, and until people realize somebody else has either gone through what you're going through or what you're feeling, what you're processing isn't crazy. You know, like this is, it's normal to be human. Like God is not surprised at our humanity. Yeah, and so it's kind of like a peek behind the scenes of my life and how it didn't always look the way it is. So. It's mostly through stories. It's not going to be on the nonfiction learning side. And honestly, it's not going to be in the religious side. It's not going to be a Christian book. It's actually a testimony, but without saying the word testimony. But you can't, you wow. can't pull God from your story if God is your story and God is my story. So,
0: Wow. Well, that's amazing. I, I know we'll be looking for that towards the end of the year. We'll remind our viewers and listeners it's coming up. But Angela, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're just so easy to listen to. And you're so, I love the language you have because it's so connecting. I feel like people who are watching right now, including Bob and I, mm-hmm. we can feel those connections that you're making and, and that God's made in your heart. And it helps us to have articulation for what he's doing in our lives. So thank you so much. And we have more on the show coming up next with final thoughts with Sean and Bob. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month. Plus, our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with Him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bowlsministries.com and clicking on the Academy button.
1: Welcome back. Well, Sean, Angela has done just about everything in <laughs> one lifetime. I can't believe it. What an incredible interview!
0: Yeah, and we heard some things behind the scenes too that were just. Mm-hmm. It's, she's just so full. It's like when you live a kingdom life, you're just so full of what God can do, and and she's you know working twenty hours a week instead of a thousand, and still seeing, a fullness of a eighty hour week uh, career, which I think is really. An indicator that there's push seasons where we work really hard, but we shouldn't live our life in over capacity. And I love that about her just in talking behind the scenes. It was really cool. But um, bigger picture, I think for our listeners, I think the way she talked about how she heard from God, I hope that helped you guys because I feel like a lot of the people, when we ask that question, I love that Bob has asked that question a lot consistently lately. I feel like we see ourselves in our own process. And and I saw my process and how she heard from God. Did you, what, what do you think? Like, how are you feeling about what she was saying?
1: Well I I love when people say I don't audibly hear the voice of God because you know I I know you have and I know Lauren has and and I understand it's out there but it's rare and yeah. and so when when you hear someone over and over I heard God say this I heard God do this I heard I always want to know how they're listening and I I loved her part about she's she is not worried about being persistent with god god are you sure that's what you told me god i'm coming back yeah. to, again to make sure god i just want to check in cuz it just seems so weird and um I, I love that about her because i think people don't realize that they can continue to have a dialogue with god after he's spoken with them to confirm the things that they need to confirm and the other way You know, I love to confirm things is to talk to people who are close to me about these decisions. And so it really, it really was cool to hear her talk about that.
0: You know, it's interesting. I was listening to a sociologist from Harvard on a podcast yesterday, I think it was. And he said, uh, this is the first generation that's primary mode of communication is no longer verbal or audible, but it's text. Hmm. And so the majority of how we communicate is texting, reading, looking, or, you know, short snippets. And uh, I thought that was really interesting because the majority of the way we hear from God is downloads or just knowing God within, knowing that Jesus who lives inside of us, whose Spirit speaks to us. And it doesn't have to be this verbal cue. It could be something like a knowing or a download like she described. And as a business person, that's so helpful because you get that instinct, that intuition mm-hmm. on a contract or on an employee or on, like, the next experience or on the creative, you know, strategy you need And when you get that, it's so, sometimes we can so marginalize it or look, we're looking for that audible moment. And even with my wife, like, I feel like, you know, we have these deep conversations, but our day to day, like we're texting throughout the day Mm -hmm. because we're working in different zones and whatever. And I'm like, I feel just as connected to her. As long as I do have that face to face, I feel just as connected to her. So I, I thought it was really encouraging what she was saying, but I thought it was encouraging to hear that podcast too, that like we live in a generation that understands that information comes a lot of different ways relationally to connect us.
1: Yeah, I. The other thing that I hope the listeners and viewers picked up that I did is, you know, Sean, we talk about seasons in our Mm -hmm. life, and and Angela's had a lot of different seasons. Yeah,
0: and that's okay. That's
1: good. And and it was it really cool how she saw the benefit in every season. When God called her out of being a firefighter, she was like, "Really? I mean, I'm enjoying this." But and He said to her, "You know, I put you in this place for this season." to, to build you up for the next season. And she ended up seeing that. And I think, I think as believers, we always have to see what God's doing, not what is he taking away? Yeah, What is he doing in the future? And she, she has the ability to do that. And that really, that really meant a lot to me to hear her, uh, to hear her reflect on that.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that in the context, again, I had a conversation yesterday with a friend of mine who's in big tech, and he said, there's a venture capitalist in big tech, and he said only less than 1% of all the money that's raised towards these apps and these new technologies will turn into big tech. Some will be minor tech, but they won't become big tech. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but there's billions and billions being raised. Like He himself has raised tens of millions of dollars for the projects they are working on. And he said the majority of them will be successful enough to make money back or or that's not successful at all, but it's created the connections and relationships for the next big project that person needed to work on. And so money is no longer the biggest currency anymore. It's actually like learning how to pivot in these seasons from one thing to the next, because someone might have come up with your idea in a better way by the time you get it to market, but you have to learn from that so you can do the next big idea. And when I heard him say that, I thought about our lives and how as we're a Christian, we're always adapting. And we're adapting to what God's doing. He might have us doing something for, you know, two years or 10 years. That's not our forever greater glory thing. We're going to do yeah. with, what he led us to do, but it's what led us there. I love how she said, I got the discipline from these three years, yeah. you know, being a firefighter that I needed. It was, it was a type of school for me. So I love that. I love that you brought that up because I really, I was geeking out on her story when it came to that.
1: Yeah, that was really good. Well, I'm, I'm so happy that we got to hear her and hear the other interviews and, Uh, I love doing this, exploring the marketplace with you, Sean.
0: I love doing it with you too. And I hope you guys are loving watching it. We get incredible feedback from you every week. And I want to encourage you to be part of that conversation by going to our YouTube channel. It's under my name, Sean Bowles, but you'll see new episodes every week, as well as our podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you're watching on CBN News, you don't want to miss an episode. And sometimes CBN News episodes are from uh, three months ago or five months ago because we're putting them on. But the new podcasts that are current are happening weekly, and you don't want to miss those. And you want to see them in both formats. You'll love them. But thank you for being a part of this today. We want to encourage you to become part of our donor base by going to com and making a donation today to help this program and all the media we're doing advance and come into its fullness. We love you guys. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace. With us, we have amazing resources for you on our website with free videos. Take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy. Or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear.
1: We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you become
0: a partner or donate now
1: to become part of our team.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.